0: Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Randy Martinson, Martinson Ag, and we're seeing mostly lower price action this morning with the exception of wheat. And Randy, it feels kind of risk-offish today again.
1: It does. I mean, it just seems like we just since the reports came out, we just don't have any more news coming into the market. And what is out there is just getting kind of rehashed and causing this market to kind of drift. And, you know, you look at everything, you know, as much as we've dropped, I know wheat isn't in a technically oversold condition yet, but corn and beans are. And, and with, you know, Minneapolis wheat, Kansas City wheat and corn, you know, testing contract lows almost on a daily basis. One would expect some strength to come in this market, but we just can't get anything underneath it.
0: No, that's true. And then we're getting some pressure from the outside markets, China GDP news out. That's part of it. But there's other complicating matters here in terms of the outside markets, right?
1: There is. I mean, you know, we got a a crude oil that's under some heavy pressure. The dollar's been shooting sharply higher. Yesterday, the dollar was up sharp, you know, almost one full cent off of uh, some of the information coming out of uh, the economic talks in Switzerland, which you know now is kind of making some in the U.S. think that the Fed isn't going to be lowering interest rates as fast as what was expected uh, earlier. Now it looks like if we do see something, it'll be later in the year and probably not as many reductions. So that's causing the dollar to shoot higher, which is adding some pressure, especially into our wheat market and into the soybean market, which are export dependent.
0: Yeah, and I believe uh, the China news is probably weighing on the soybeans too, isn't it?
1: Oh, most definitely. I mean, you know, China buys, what is it, two out of every three beans sold in the the world. You know, they buy 50% to 60% of the U.S. exports. So, yeah, I mean, any kind of concerns about China's economy is certainly going to impact our soybean market.
0: Yeah, and you and I have talked as well about the fact that, you know, we've had these pullbacks, especially in soybeans, and we really haven't seen China or really other exporters step in here to buy have we
1: we haven't you know and really when you look at the export pace china the only the only market china's ahead of buying right now is in our wheat market which they came in around thanksgiving and bought that uh, those jags of wheat but right now they're behind in the corn they're actually be on, behind their 3-year average pace they're also behind their 3-year average pace for buying soybeans from the US and you know we do know that you know Brazil had a tremendously large crop last year and that's where a lot of their attention's going but Brazil has actually been a little bit absent from the market even from buying from them
0: yeah and we probably are seeing some shipping issues here kind of part of the problem too aren't we
1: yeah, that isn't adding into the the trouble. I mean, I think we've got some of the cheapest prices when you look at it uh, as far as what the product is. But when you throw in the shipping costs, then we start to get to be a little uncompetitive, mainly because of, you know, of course, the issues in the, the Panama Canal. Also, you're looking at issues in, in the Mississippi River, in the Delta or in the um, the port, the Gulf of Mexico. You're also looking at trouble in the Red Sea with the attacks that's taking place.
0: Mm-hmm. Corned soybeans. soybeans also feel like we're still seeing some report hangover.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, you looked at those numbers and they were a little bit daunting, especially when you look at it for corn. Uh, I thought it was surprising that we saw such a big increase in yield, especially in Nebraska. And then also seeing the fact that we're looking at, uh, you know, the world stocks increase so much because of the increase in uh, China's production. Those two really, uh, I think, hit the corn market pretty hard.
0: You know, you are right about that. What about the corn market? We've been flirting with that 441 contract low from last Friday and the March contract. If we don't hold that today, Randy, where's the next area of support on the charts?
1: You know, I'm looking at 435 as the next level. I mean, I think the market seems kind of destined to want to break down. And, you know, I I would hate to see us break through that. Uh, You know, we're starting to get corn down uh, the cash price into the threes. That's pretty cheap uh, compared to where we were a year ago.
0: And soybeans, uh, the low on report day was down in that 1203 area. So $12 needs to hold. If we don't hold that, where do we go?
1: Well, if we don't hold that $12 level, you know, which is kind of the level that we had, uh, you know, some gaps that came into play back in June 9th, I think it was. You know, if we break through that $12 level, then I think we're looking at eleven eighty five dollars as the next target for uh, the, the March soybean contract.
0: Okay. Wheat, as I mentioned, just a little bit higher this morning. Is that short covering? I mean, you had Minneapolis wheat hit new contract lows yesterday.
1: You know, and Kansas City was close. So I do think so. I mean, you know, when you look at the numbers, the numbers were actually friendly wheat. Even though, you know, we haven't seen much demand, we're looking at stocks increasing, or decreasing, which wasn't expected, and we're looking at less winter wheat acres. So I think the market needs to kind of uh, readjust what they're looking at as far as the pressure that we've been seeing in wheat.
0: Yeah, down two what two 7 million acres in terms of winter wheat. You know, are you thinking that spring wheat is going to start seeing maybe some of the same thought process as far as less acres too up in the north?
1: Oh, most definitely. You know, you look at the, where the prices are at. You know, when you look at compared to where soybeans are at and where corn is at, even where some of the specialty crops are, I wouldn't be surprised to see spring wheat acres drop. You know, the one point, you know, one million to one point five million.
0: All right. The other thing uh, we obviously yesterday was pressured by the higher dollar seems to be overcoming that a little bit today, but we had Russia attacking the port of Odessa again. Does the market care? Is it putting in a little premium or not?
1: You know, you think at some point they would have to do something with it because, you know, we are seeing a lot less shipments coming out of the Ukraine because of the attacks and, and the infrastructure damage. So you would expect something. But right now, the market just kind of seems insulated and, and and not really wanting to respond to those to those attacks or or any kind of military action.
0: No doubt. Kettle market. What about uh, the we had a nice chart breakout yesterday, but not seeing a lot of follow through here this morning.
1: You know, I think, you know, the Packers are short bought. I think they're going to have to come to town. I think that will help drive the market once we start to see where cash comes into play this week, we got a cattle and feed report coming out at the end of the week. I think that's going to be somewhat friendly, but you know, the bigger factor is I think the storms just slowed down enough movement. Packers need to bring some in. And I think once we see cash trade, that'll help give the market some direction.
0: Yeah. We always kind of do this before these cattle and feed reports obviously get a little bit defensive, but, um, What you're saying is that you think maybe these breaks are meant to be bought or not.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we're looking at, you know, I think this cattle and feed report is going to show less placements. I think the cattle inventory report at the end of the month is going to show, you know, smaller herd numbers. I don't, I'm not looking for any expansion yet. So that's supportive for the cattle markets going, you know, another year out. The bigger trouble is going to be the economy. And I think that could be pulling things back a little bit with the fact that the dollar's up. They are a little bit more worried about the interest rate uh, decreases. They're going to get pushed back. I think the economy is going to have more of a negative impact on, beef demand and the beef market than what we're going to see on supply and demand.
0: Well, we've held together pretty well with demand, uh, despite the last year and a half or so with these higher interest rates and everything else we've thrown at it. Um, You mentioned the lighter slaughter. Obviously, that's really pushed up the box beef values. I think they're up, what, $19 here from the low in January?
1: Yeah. And that, you know, that shows that, you know, or hopefully is going to show that the packers will come to town and start bidding up for product because they're going to, their margins are going to be there. So I would expect that, you know, this week they're going to need to buy some and hopefully that'll tighten up cash.
0: And hogs are setting back here. This would be the third day. Is this just some profit taking, you think, or is the market concerned about us backing up these hogs?
1: I think it's worried about backing up the hogs you know we've you know, our demand you know we've already got a, you know larger supply than anticipated we're going to back it up that means we're going to get heavier weights so I'm a little worried about that part of it
0: All right thanks for joining us Randy Martinson with Martinson Ag. that is markets now